I'm Alexandra Joe, Culture and Content Manager at Parting Stone, and this is the Death Care Decoded Podcast. In this podcast, we explore trends in the death profession, uncovering valuable insights through conversations with industry thought leaders. Our mission is to bring forward-thinking education to death care professionals. This week, we talk with Ryan Thogmartin, CEO and founder of Disrupt Media and Connecting Directors, about his unique and successful approach to marketing and branding. Ryan shares how his striking aesthetic has been leveraged into the branding of his companies and why coming from a place of deep authenticity is vital for successfully marketing and growing your funeral business. You're jumping into a conversation with myself, Justin Crow, founder and CEO at Parting Stone, and Ryan Thogmartin. I got a message from a guy in Canada yesterday. He's like, I, I just don't get your brand. I don't understand. It's like, you're very controversial. You're, I did, I put a video out yesterday with pink shorts and a Louis Vuitton belt. I saw like this. I was, I, and it was just like, he goes, I just don't understand. Can you please fill me in? Like, it's so controversial. And it's like, not that you have to be in a black suit all the time. And <laughs> so my, my reply was pretty simple. I'm like, you remembered it, right? And then that was like really it. Like it doesn't yeah. matter, man. It doesn't matter. Like it's not like a gimmick. It's like just like this is authentic. You you like it or you don't. Yeah, and I mean you've. That's how you've cut through. That's how you've cut through this industry, which is just. I I mean I remember when we when I first started writing for you, I did a video. <laughs> you probably remember this. The video was called something like, like. 30% of funeral homes will be closed in the next 30 years. And uh, I remember one of the comments was, it looks like he left his bong in the other room. <laughs> I was like, all right. As a matter of fact, <laughs> no, it was right here the whole time. Um, Got to embrace it. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that's actually kind of interesting. I, I don't know if we can explore that with you. Like, did you intend on becoming a public figure in death care when you started or, or like, what was the, when did you realize that that was happening? Man, I, I mean, the, in, the intent starting out was never to be like, there was not a plan to be like what, like a personality. Yeah. Um, the plan was to just develop a platform and to see what sticks and I mean, it turned into what it is. Uh, I wasn't going to shy away from it. I mean, kind of naturally, that's that seems to happen. I don't know if it's the way that I, I mean, it's the way that I dress. It's kind of the way that like I carry myself. Typically, when we go somewhere, people notice and engage. So, like the content lended itself to being disruptive enough that it it created conversation. Um, and I wasn't going to shy away from it. I mean, it's just authentic. And I think that's, that's, I think that's why it's been able to last. Let's see. Connecting directors launched in October of 2007. So 13 going on 14 years. I think that's the reason the brand's been able to last that long is because it has, it's not been a gimmick. It's a hundred percent authentic. It's like who I am. Like if you, wanted me to come to your funeral home for a meeting. I'm gonna look exactly the same as I do on the videos. And I mean, it, it just, it's what you see, what you see is what you get. Like if you saw me in the mall, it's the same thing as what you're gonna see on the videos. Like it's just authentic. So 
it works. I don't have to put on a show. Um, you know, it's really easy, I think, to live authentically and make a make a difference when you don't you don't I don't have to turn anything on, I guess is the easiest thing to say. Like it just is who I am. And um, so for me it's like there's not a there's not intent to be crazy. There's not intent to be uh you know, when I okay, so when we go to a conference like there isn't this big like strategy meeting of what my outfits are going to be and you know wh how we're going to present ourselves like it's just not i mean it's just like i'm going to i'm going to wear what i wear the team wears what they wear and like it's it's easy to pack that's for sure so i like that um it's just authentic and i think that's why it works and i think that's why there's things that come and go and fizzle out. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to continue to grow the brand each year um, because it's just authentic to who I am. So you run a like media and marketing company that specializes in the death care space, right? Yes. So do you think that that same kind of aesthetic authenticity is possible for someone who's a funeral director or a funeral homeowner trying to build a business in this space? Or it, is that possible for you because you're on the marketing side of things? I think it's possible because I do it. I mean, and, 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 and it's possible because what comes after the way I look maps to being real and it, and it maps to what we say. Um, like, like, it, do I think that a funeral home could get away with being, um, you know, if, if their authentic personality was, um, you know, a Hawaiian shirt and shorts? Yes. Why not? I mean, it, I mean, the consumer does not care if the funeral director is in a suit and tie at 4 a.m. when they come to do a removal. They, they, that's the very last thing that they're going to remember. Um, what they will remember is the two hours that it took the funeral home to get there, that they had to sit with mom with no idea what's going on because they had to take a shower and they had to put gel in their hair and they had to shave and they had to put on a suit and tie and retie a tie three times. And like, that's what they'll remember. They're not going to remember that you were in a, a, a golf shirt at 3am. They're not going to care. So do I think that a funeral will get away with it? Absolutely. Do I think that they need to be wild and crazy? Absolutely not. But I absolutely believe 100% they need to be authentic to who they are. If they're a Harley rider on the weekends and that's how they live their life, then that should absolutely bleed through the fabric of, of the way they meet with families and the way they engage their communities and the things that they do. Um, because the consumer doesn't need a facade. They don't need a funeral director to be... Um, high and mighty and immune to death and show no compassion and, and, you know, just be cold and stodgy. That's the perception that they have. And fortunately, a lot of funeral directors aren't that way. Like they do have compassion or they wouldn't be in the line of work that they are in. However, um, you know, it, I think in, you know, when I was in, before I dropped out of college, um, I had a business class and they, they talked about how you would dress for business. And they talked about the suit and tie. And the suit and tie in a business meeting is a position of power, meaning that if someone's coming into you, Mr. Banker, to have a meeting and they're in, you know, blue Levi's and a, and a t-shirt and you're in a $5,000 Armani suit, you're in a power position. Like you have that power from a dress perspective 
why does a funeral director need to have that kind of, you know, power over the family? Like, wouldn't it be far more comfortable if that family came in and Levi's in a t-shirt and that funeral director was in khakis and a golf shirt to where it's a level playing field, the engagement is more authentic and it's not like you don't feel underdressed, you don't feel a certain way. So, I mean, that's kind of how I, I look at it. Like, I think that funeral homes can get away with not having to, to wear a suit and tie. Sure, for the funeral, yes. But when you're engaging with the family and doing the things where they just need you to be human, what you have on really isn't going to matter to the consumer um, all that much. So, um, you know, I had a conversation the other day uh, with a funeral home. They said, like, you know, we don't have to create campaigns like you do, right? If we work with you, like, we still have, like, say over the things that happen. 100%, it's your brand. We're going to help you think differently about how you market your brand. And wild and crazy as it seems, just the concept of Facebook in this space is wild and crazy. But it allows you to present yourself super authentic. And I think that's the direction that the funeral home should go. Like there's no, like if they try to create a facade and be something that they're not, that's not going to work. If they try to be wild and crazy and it doesn't map to their personality and they try to, you know, create marketing campaigns and schemes that are not who they are, that's not going to work. Um, because a brand is, uh, a, a brand is, is, what the consumer says it is, not what the brand says it is. Um, and, and, you know, I, I say this to my coaching clients all the time, that perception is reality. So if the consumer's perception is X, that is their reality. Whether the funeral home says this is how they are or not, the consumer's perception is the consumer's reality. So whatever that reality is, is what they're going to think about the brand. So if the brand isn't authentic, then their reality is going to be skewed of what the brand actually is, and then it's not gonna map when they come into the funeral home. So, you know, you can tell me that you're the most caring funeral home that ever walked the face of the planet, but if I come in and I don't feel that, then my reality is not that you're the most caring funeral home that ever walked the face of the planet. So um, the actions have to map to what the marketing is. So if wild and crazy is not you, and thinking outside the box is not you, you can't market that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so interesting. I always think about um, funeral industry logos, and they're all serif fonts. And I just I want to see more sans serif font logos in this industry. And but what you say is totally true to my experience, which is that a brand is not just your logo or not just your website design. It is who a brand is a personality, just like a person has a personality. Sure. A brand has a personality, and you know, the strongest, the strongest brands. And, and this is what we strive for at Parting Stone. And when we're young, so we're just developing that we're in like brand puberty right now or something, but, um, we're, we're looking at this is what I look at as a, as a successful brand is when I see a marketing campaign and I'm like, Oh, that seems like X company. And if I'm mm -hmm. right, man, they nailed that branding. And if there was, if there was no company logo on it or anything, but I knew just by the voice and, uh, I mean, Harmon brothers marketing company does yeah. this really like incredibly well. Um, and so I'm interested if what are, are there any specific funeral homes that, that you know about that you are really impressed by their branding, whether it's just unconventional or even conventional, but really thorough. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is, I, I'm not like pulling anything off the top of my head that that's coming to mind, but I mean, there, there have been brands that have resonated marketplaces and marked multiple marketplaces. Um, you know, I, I mean, one that comes to mind is, is Buchanan, um, Flanner Buchanan, like they, they have a very strong brand that is very consumer centric, right? Like it's event centers that are different than what you would expect to see from a funeral home and the funeral home is different, but so are the things that they do. I mean, they're in the community pretty heavily. Um, they're putting out marketing and PR pieces. They're on camera. They're, they're doing all the things and they understand that eyeballs and attention get more call volume. So that doesn't mean that you have to be wild and crazy. You just have to be present. You have to take the initiative and have the conversation. And I really think, you know, to your point, that's what a brand is. A brand is a relationship. A brand is a feeling that I have like, are Apple products the absolute best? I mean, I think they make the best phones and, and, and from my experience, they make the best computers that I get to use, but Apple comes with a relationship. Like I feel important when I walk into an Apple store and I have a Genius Bar appointment. I have a, a feeling and a relationship with my business rep at Apple and, and when new products come out, I get a call three or four weeks ahead of time of like this coming this is coming out. How do we prepare your team and your business for it? Like it's the relationship that is different than just a logo or you know what they say they are. Um, and other people's perception of Apple is far different than mine is because of experiences and relationships they've had. So yeah, you know, I think that that relationships define what a brand is um to an extent yeah i i can actually think of one uh, who we work with uh, which is oklahoma city cremation and i mean it's really simple i actually only have kind of a secondary relationship with them and i still feel it uh meaning i don't know i've never been there but we receive their 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 family's cremated remains to our lab and their logo is colorful and modern, which is super unusual. And they don't use the black box temporary cremation container. They use the white um, cylindrical, beautiful mm -hmm. container, which, I mean, Alexandra has probably seen this. Is have, totally, yeah. It's totally different from every other set of remains we receive. And we're a supplier, right? And we're noticing that, like, surely the families are, are having a huge impact. And all they did probably was buy a, a bunch of cheap, like white cylindrical containers to fit their brand. It, it like wasn't a hard move, but it was so impactful to, to at least our experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the lab, we see those and it's like, man, I'd rather have that back than this black box, you know, amongst the staff and, and we notice it. So I'm, I'm sure the family does too. For sure. Well, and, and that sets an expectation for the family. If the family's never been anywhere else, they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. um, and so if they do experience something else or somebody else in their family experiences something different, then, yeah, there's going to be a definite contrast. Mm -hmm. There's one, I mean, this is more on the wild and crazy side, but there's a funeral home. I don't know if you've seen them in Italy, and they're known for doing, for incorporating humor into their funeral brand. Mm -hmm. um, I love what they're doing it's fascinating that because it's so contrarian to how funeral homes are supposed to behave right and the latest one i saw was 
again, really simple, but like impactful was they went to an anti-masking rally and they just handed out flyers for their funeral. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I, there's absolutely a place for humor on the, like, like the person, the profession takes itself far more serious than the consumer does. It absolutely is a serious, somber experience. However, when you can incorporate humor into it, there's a lighter side with the consumer where walls start to come down, right? Like there's going to be, regardless of what you do, you know, there, there are probably for every, you know, person that thought it was hilarious and a great opportunity for the funeral home to do that. There were two or three that thought it was distasteful. I mean, so what? Like you're not going to, like we, we so many times let the one silence the hundred that thinks something is great. I mean, we we had a funeral home that reached out to us about our services and they said, you know, we're happy to market, but we aren't going to show our staff and we aren't going to show our facilities because we don't want people to think that we're boasting. And, and when we dug in, it all came because one family that they served, they didn't do a great job. They commented and left a review that the funeral home charged too much to, because they thought that they had the most beautiful funeral home ever. And so that kept them from ever showing their, which was at their facilities were gorgeous. And, and they had a thousand comments about how wonderful they were and how beautiful their facilities were, but they let one person that wanted to, to go, the cost is high because the facility is beautiful. We don't need that. We just need grief therapy. And yeah, it's, you're not going to please everybody. Um, and I think that that's, you know, from, from, again, from the marketing perspective, like kids, could a funeral home get away with it? Absolutely. They could get away with it again, if it's authentic to, to who they are and, you know, they're going to need to have a little bit of a thick stand. You got to be able to dodge a few arrows. And is it a, is that a, a strength or a detriment to both? I mean, I'm going to use Ryan Dogmartin brand and disrupt media and also this, um, Italian funeral home that's pretty edgy, which you're right. They are alienating a, a, a lot of people, but mm-hmm. they're clearly still getting customers. So I'm wondering, you know, with your brand and your experience, do you think it's an advantage or a detriment that your, that your brand is so specific? Um, you know, in the beginning, it was a detriment. It absolutely was, but long-term, the long-term value it has been immense that now like people seek us out because we're different and they don't want the same spiel they get from everywhere else from just another suit. And so do I think it's a strength? hundred percent, I think it's a strength. I think it works in our advantage now. Um, but again, it took proving that there was depth to me and to disrupt into connecting directors and staying the course and staying true and authentic. Um, you know, if I was going to be wishy-washy, I mean, the first video I, uh, connecting directors was online two and a half years and had 10,000 subscribers. Um, we still had like a subscription, not paywall, but a subscription wall on content. Um, and I, from 2007, 2009, we grew to 10,000 subscribers. I put my first video online in 2009. So it was the first time that really anyone outside of the, you know, 100 funeral homes that I called on for my father-in-law's vault company ever saw me. Now, 10,000 people that read content, commented on content, praised the content. Wow, your ideas are fascinating. We've never thought of things like this. Like, 
true followers, fans, like there was value. I put a video online where I'm in a backwards hat in my basement on a Saturday and I had a thought, turned a webcam on. I got absolutely annihilated. I'm telling you, thousands of comments of, I don't know why we ever listened to you. How can anyone take you serious? You're so unprofessional. And there was one guy that hopped in from somewhere in Canada. I, I don't even remember his name. He went, you know, his username was something different than his actual name. But he said, I'm really confused. I'm looking back through all these articles of everybody praising how smart this guy is. And then because he doesn't have a suit on, all of a sudden, all everything that has been said over the last two years is discredited because he doesn't wear a suit on camera. Um, and it was at that point that I said, okay, like this authentically is the brand. And, you know, when I was working for my father-in-law calling on funeral homes um, and was a salesperson for him, I had to wear the suit and tie, take the earrings out, shave, you know, the cufflinks, the whole nine. Um, and so I said, look, when I represent my brand, it's going to be this way. When I represent your brand, I'll do the suit and tie and the dog and pony show. But like... I'm not trying to be like everybody else. Um, you know, this this profession needs disrupted and needs new ideas. And, you know, I can't walk into every funeral home and have a conversation looking exactly like every other person that's ever walked into a funeral home to have a conversation. So, um, you know, and I like the suit and tie for certain things. I didn't like the suit and tie every day. So if I didn't have to wear a suit and I could get away with it, then I was going to go for it. And, you know, the brands evolved over the years, it, it, you know, as I've evolved, it's just my dress and my style has evolved. So is the brand. Um, and, you know, we kind of have the staple of the, there's going to probably be a hat and some joggers or blinked out jeans or t-shirt of some sort like that and wild colors. But, you know, I had, I had someone reach out to me last night, um, funeral home in Canada and said like, I, I really don't understand your brand at all. Like I need to understand why like you try to be so controversial with the way that you dress. And it's really, I mean, I, it was simple. Like I made two points. One it's, I'm not trying to be controversial because it is who I am, which is authentic to me. And two, you remembered it and it struck a chord enough that you reached out, which now established a relationship. If you do that, now I, I can cultivate that any way that I want to, right? Like you're you're in the funnel, you're in the wheelhouse. I'm not trying to sell everyone through a conversation. I'm just going to authentically have a conversation. I said, look, let's get on the phone. Like I'll give you the backstory. I'll tell you why I am, what I believe, how I live my life. Like I'll go through all of it so you're not just stuck at I look different. Um, like I'll give you my heart. I'll tell you who I am and what I believe and why and, and why I dress the way that I do. I'm cool. Like I'm an open book. I'm fine with that. Um, and I can back it up because again, like I, I, authenticity is like a really strong core value of mine. I'm not going to try to be something that I'm not. And I think that's when a lot of brands can get in trouble. And I think that's when a lot of funeral homes can get in trouble. Um, at the end of the day, wild and crazy marketing the best marketing campaign in the entire planet is never going to fix bad business and if you're just not real and authentic it doesn't matter what you market the perception of the consumer is going to be different from your reality yeah absolutely thanks so much for talking to us ryan it was really great to have you on the podcast i am so appreciative thank you and uh thank you for being the inventors and disruptors and creators that you are.
This production is brought to you by Parting Stone, who wants to remind you that when your families choose cremation, they don't have to receive cremated remains.